Remember, the views expressed on The Business Bros Show is only the opinion of The Business Bros. You should always seek your own legal advice, tax advice, and any other counsel regarding investments or financial obligations. Shut up and sit down. Alright, we're back with another lucky episode of Business Bros. Business Bros. Lucky episode. Yeah, I call it lucky just because uh, I'm, I'm lucky to record another one. We're lucky to record another one. We're lucky to have people listening to this thing. I know. Yeah. So thank you, first of all, for listening to another episode of One More Time Business Bros. <laughs> oh, you were supposed to join me on oh, that Oh, sorry, one. sorry. You okay, ready? Right, right, one, two, three. Business Bros. Alright, we're going we're to get that right sometime. Right. I like it, I like it. Doubling up on that. Yep. Alright, we're going to call this episode, You Crashed My Car. You Crashed My Car. Oh, man. Oh, man. So we're going to be covering uh, insurance, and uh, seeing as that's our current business, this is going to help us uh, give you a little insight on you know, the insurance industry as far as uh, automotive anyways. Auto industry, yeah. Auto well, industry. Or uh, auto insurance industry. So, a little bit of background on me. I have been uh, licensed to write PNC insurance, uh, property and casualty, which is basically, as I mentioned once before, uh, your auto, home, and business insurance. Primarily those three things. There are... There are other lines of business that fall into that realm, but we're gonna we're gonna narrow it down to those three things: auto, home, and business. And so for this episode, we're gonna stick to the auto. We're gonna stick to the auto. My specialty really is the personal lines, which is your auto and home. We have another uh, partner in our insurance um, company who is a specialist in commercial insurance. My specialty is personal lines, so we get to talk a lot about this this uh subject subject today um specifically you crashed my car <laughs> so i mean we're gonna tell a story from uh you know when we we're how old were you 18 oh i was freshly graduated from high school this is yeah, my first 17, car 17 18 so 17 18 uh, years we'll, old we'll, we'll we'll start with the story and then kind of uh use that story to uh, talk a little more insurance. So, uh, Jeremy, if you're listening, this is a story about you and Danny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, so, he remembers. He already knows. <clears throat> oh, he already knows. As soon as he heard the episode, You Crashed My Car, he knew this was his. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, mind you, uh, James gets this new car. You know, he's fresh out of high school. Bought his first car. Yeah, mom and dad co-signed. Mom and dad co-signed. I don't know why they did that, but they did. Right? They co-signed. Hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, mom and dad trusted me a little bit. Yeah. So, so it's, uh, what is it? Saturday night? Had to have been. Yeah. I think you work Sunday. So, Saturday yeah. night, uh, Jeremy says, hey, can I borrow your car? I'm going to go out. Yeah, sure. Why not? Whatever. It's cool. Cool. So, uh, they go out and you get up to go to work Sunday morning and you walk outside and the front end of my car is thrashed. I mean, totaled. Yeah, totaled. I mean, it's practically gone. Right. It's the whole front end. Like, the, the you can see the motor. And what was the best part? Did they even tell you? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Jerks. I woke up in the morning to go to work, and I don't know what time they must have rolled in, you know, the night before, but no, no wake up, no, you know, there was no text messages back then, but, yeah, you know. Yeah. 
No, no, no. There was no warning. I just walk outside and my car's wrecked. Holy you crashed crap. my car. <laughs> now, here's the funny part. Here's the funny part. So, they said they found the car that way and somebody backed into them. Right. They were at the party and they were just minding their own. And next thing you know, they walk outside and that car is trashed. Right, right. Now, the evidence didn't kind of hold up. Right. Well, first of all, if that was actually what happened... You tell somebody, you call somebody, yeah, right? You're like, like, hey, dude, what's going on here? Yeah. Call police, call something, make an incident report, anything. Something. Yeah. You don't just drive this wrecked car where you start the engine, you hear the fan hitting against the hood <laughs> where it ain't supposed to. But no, that's that's exactly what they did. So they they, so they got it home. That That's number one. Parked it in the driveway. Yep. Went inside and went to sleep. Went, to, went inside and went to sleep. <laughs> Didn't so, bother to tell anybody. So how do we know that they uh, they actually hit something? Well, I had a uh, thing for stuffed monkeys. I collected stuffed monkeys. I had, I don't know how many. I probably had about 50 different monkeys at one point. All in the back. Reason. And uh, not all of them were in the back of the car, but a good number of them, probably about 10 of them were, you know, uh, on the back window or were you know getting some sun getting some sun yeah, yeah where everybody could see them but and when we woke up in the morning to find the car wrecked where were all the monkeys on the floor in the front <laughs> on the floor in the in yeah, yeah i mean in the back so, you seat know, but on the floor so pure physics right uh if they're in the back and they got to the front somehow it must have been a front impact An object in motion wants to stay in motion <laughs> so we knew and an object st- at rest wants to stay at rest. All right, so we knew their their <laughs> their story didn't. Uh, the story didn't no add up. No, it didn't add up. So here we are. We're 18 years old. We're not going out buying our own insurance policies yet. No. You know, this car, mom and dad co-signed for it. We still live under mom and dad's roof. So whose name was on that policy? Mom and dad. Mom and dad's name was on that policy. So who had to file a claim? The old man. The old man had to file a claim. And the only story that we were getting out of the people who were operating that vehicle that day was it was like that when we came out. That's right. So guess what story dad had to tell the insurance companies? The only story he knew. That was it. That's it. So first of all, what what is a claim? Uh, what is a claim? So when the purpose of insurance is to indemnify the insured right the insured is the person who's buying the insurance policy and indemnify means to make whole so when you experience a loss when somebody crashes into your car you are experiencing a loss your next step is to file a claim with the insurance company to say hey somebody wrecked my car i need to be made whole i pay you a hundred two hundred whatever dollars a month so that if my car gets wrecked, you're going to fix it for me or replace it for me. All right. So a claim in simple terms, it's it's a request for funds. It's a request for funds. Yeah, that's okay. a very, very good way to simplify that. Perfect. So dad had to file a claim. He had to request money from the insurance company. To get that car fixed. To get that car fixed. So what happens at that point? So let's say we get in an accident, something similar. Uh, hopefully, you know, nobody else is taking somebody else's car and crashing it. But I mean, accidents do happen every day. So the first thing you got to do, what should, what information should we get? 
Uh, we should definitely get the insurance information. So you want to know who is their, the other person's insurance company. You will want to get a policy number if you can. Uh, you could also get contact information, name, address, driver's license number. Okay, all of these things to help you identify the person with whom you were in an accident. Do, do we have to call the cops Like, if we get in an accident? No, you don't have to. If there's an injury, you probably want to. Um, a lot of times the cops will show up anyway, mm-hmm. but you do not have to call the cops. If you're out in some rural road and somehow you do get in an accident with somebody, uh, you don't have to call the cops Police does not necessarily have to be involved. However, in the state of California, you do have to report any accident to the DMV. Okay. But not to the police, just to the DMV. Correct. All right. Should I I take pictures if something happens? I would. I would. The more evidence that you have, uh, whether it's going to work for you or against you, that's for the claims department and, you know, people much smarter than me to decide. Uh, But, yeah, the more pictures you have, the better. All right, so we file a claim. We have pictures of everything. Who comes out to check it out? Eventually, it'll be a claims adjuster. The first thing that you're going to do is you just file a claim. You say, hey, this happened. This is when it happened. This is where it happened. To the best of my knowledge, this is how it happened. Uh, Usually, within 24 to 48 hours, they'll send out a claims adjuster who's going to take a look at the entire situation the way that you describe it. And the claims adjuster, um, you know, I'm not sure if he's the one that's going to say whether or not you are at fault, but one of his jobs is to say how much they're going to pay out. So he's, he's basically coming up with the number. He's the one coming up with the number. And you know what? I do want to say that he may, he may be the one also to decide uh, whether or not you were at fault. Usually, you know, 51% or more. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so... I mean, people always have questions. Like, I always see when I drive up to different insurance offices, they have something that says, like, I can get insurance as little as 17 a month. I mean, why, oh, yeah. is, why is that? I a, love those signs. Why is that a bad idea? I mean, I'd love to pay $17 a month yeah, rather so than, would I. you know, the $180, $200 or whatever I'm paying for insurance today. Well, I'll tell you what. I can get you insurance for $17 a month, but here's what I'm going to need you to do I'm going to need you to have a perfectly squeaky clean driving record. I'm going to need you to agree to get the absolute state minimums, which have not been updated updated since the 1970s, so honestly, it's crap coverage. Uh, I'm also going to need you to own something like a, I don't know, 1995 Honda Accord, somewhere in that range, 20, 25-year-old car. Uh, and I'm also going to need to make sure that you only drive mm, 3,000 miles a year. So... Hardly any driving. So hardly any driving. The average American driver drives 13,700 miles per year. So if you fit that criteria, I can get you insurance for 17 bucks a month. Oh. Now, tell me a little bit more about these state minimums. Like, what what, what, are, what are these minimums? What do they do? What are they there for? State minimums. So basically uh, a state requirement. Uh, I think this was passed in the mid to late 90s uh, nationwide that every driver, every vehicle on the road is required to, at a minimum, have liability insurance, which means if you get in an accident with somebody, each state can determine 
what your minimum response financial responsibility is to that other person. So if I hit somebody. So if you hit somebody, their li- liability insurance is always for the other person, never for yourself. Okay. So in California, the state minimums are 15000 per person who is injured in an accident up to $30,000 per accident. That's where the 1530 comes in. That's where the 1530 comes in. So that's your bodily injury. So, so if I get in an accident with you and I injure you, my insurance will pay up to $15,000 for your medical needs. Okay. And so it's 1530. So you're saying that it's 15 per person, 30 per accident. Correct. So like it'd be if, if it was me and my son in the car. And um, I had damages like my medical bills came out to be twenty thousand, and my son's medical uh, bills only came out to be five thousand. I wouldn't get the full twenty five. I would only get fifteen for me and five for him. Right. Because that's the most that my insurance would cover. Right. And then who's liable for the other five grand? I technically would be if I'm the one found to be at fault, and I am liable for your injuries. I am responsible for the other five grand. So not having enough uh, coverage could result in you getting sued for the difference. Correct. And if you own any assets like a house or a business, they're coming after those assets to get those funds. And, and who who's coming after? Is it like the, the person or usually? It's the person. It's the lawyers. It's the court system. It's. You know, you could get court ordered to sell your house in order to come up with those funds to pay the medical bills for that person because you didn't have sufficient insurance coverage. So basically getting that $17 a month policy might turn around and bite me in the butt because I might end up having to sell my house or sell my car or whatever to cover somebody else's uh, medical definitely, expenses. Definitely. So yep. bump up the coverage, especially if you own assets. Bump up the coverage. So at our company, at Pipeline Insurance, we recommend that everybody on the road carries a minimum 5100 So 50000 per person, up to 100000 in the accident. So if you get injured and your medical payments are up to 50000 you're completely covered. If you have somebody in the car with you and they're injured and their medical payments are up to 50000 they're covered, okay? As long as it doesn't cross over 50000 per person or 100000 for the total accident, it'll be covered. At a minimum, that's what people should be carrying. A lot of our customers prefer what's called an umbrella policy, which includes additional excess liability. Uh, so with those, you have to have uh, auto liability limits of 250000 per person up to 500000 for the accident. So we're pretty much capping out what the bodily injury is going to cover right. per person per accident. And then the umbrella covers everything above and beyond that. Up to a million dollars. All right. So you're and really covered. This is somebody who has a lot of a lot of assets under you know, their name. I would say almost anybody who owns a home in San Diego probably wants to have something like this. Because think about the average price of a home in San Diego. You're in the real estate industry. What is the average? What's the median so price right at now? About five fifty to five seventy. Five fifty to five seventy. So if your insurance policy doesn't cover the value of your home, you're leaving yourself exposed to what the value of your home, at a minimum, would be that you would be forced to sell in order to pay back your liability. Whew, that's a lot. 
I mean, that's that's a lot to think about. Like, you never actually know what's going to happen. No, of course not. I mean, it could be something is is you know negligent as I ran a red light that I didn't see. Mm-hmm. It could be something as as easy as um, my kid asked me a question. I looked up in the mirror to look at them, or worse, I was texting or checking an email while I was oh, driving. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you know, hit somebody on a bike or. Hit I a, love uh, I love the Allstate commercials. The mayhem, the Mr. Mayhem. mayhem. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it could be that you went to the ball game, right? And you threw your grill. Uh, Well, this won't happen in San Diego anymore. (sighs) Had to go there. Uh, (laughs) F.U. Dean Spanos. (laughs) I don't care if you ever hear this. And if I ever meet you, I'll still shake your hand. But, you know, know, I'll I'll wash it afterwards. (laughs) Anyway. um, So the, uh, the mayhem guy, the mayhem guy. Thank you. Uh, you know, you could throw your, your barbecue into your car or into your truck or whatever, and then it catches fire, and then it catches fire to, like, the three or four cars next to you, and... Your fault. It's all your fault. Now, there's different coverages, right? So, like, I mean, we are talking about liability. We talked about bodily injury. Um, and what about, like, if I'm driving and I hit something versus if my car is sitting and it gets hit? Like, uh, or or a tree branch falls on it. Or, you know, right. So one part of an insurance policy is liability. Okay. Okay. That's if you injure somebody else or damage somebody else's property. Okay. Never covers you. The other part, and this is where uh, people sometimes get confused. uh, The other part is the comprehensive and collision coverage. So when somebody has comprehensive and collision coverage, they will often say that they have full coverage, quote-unquote full coverage, okay? The misunderstanding there is when you ask somebody, well, what does your insurance cover? They will usually very often answer, well, everything. It's I, I have full coverage. Right. So they don't know what those numbers mean, the 15000 per person, 30000 per accident. They're just like, I have full coverage. I'm covered. Right. It could be full coverage. You could have comprehensive and collision, but you're caps are still at 1530 for the liability for the liability now for your vehicle if you have comprehensive and collision it means that your vehicle will be covered for the actual cash value okay actual cash value is whatever you bought it for whatever the cost new is minus depreciation okay okay and so if you have comp and collision your vehicle will be covered up to that actual cash value. Sometimes it may be enough to cover your loan. Often it's not. That's where like a gap insurance would come in. That's where you get your gap insurance to cover that difference. Uh, so the difference between comprehensive and collision. Collision is you hit something. Okay, you hit a vehicle, you hit a fence, you hit a guardrail, you hit whatever. Okay, or something hits you. An, uh, another vehicle... Um, something even coming off of a truck or, you know, whatever. So I cover, like I cover insurance in my, in my financial algebra class and I try to simplify it. And I tell, I tell the kids that, uh, collision is uh, a result of two things in motion or one thing in motion. So if something's hitting you, mm-hmm. that car was in motion, your collision coverage will kick in. If right. you were driving and you hit something, your collision insurance will come. Right. However, comprehensive is when you're not in motion. Right. Well, it's 
anything other than a collision. Anything other than collision. That other means that means stolen car. Stolen car. That means graffiti. Graffiti. Vandalism. Vandalism. That means weather. Yep. I mean those. So so that one means is a tree falling on your car. That means uh, acts of God, right? Lightning strikes your car. Yeah. Yeah. That's covered under under your comprehensive. Uh, comprehensive. All right. All right. So so one is when your car's in motion. The other one is everything other than when your car's in motion. All right. Cool. So comprehensive and collision, man. All right. What uh, what happens if uh, so? I'm driving down the road, right, and I get in an accident. So there's my collision, right? I, the value of the car. Um, uh, the, uh, I, I'm sorry. I get out of the car. I talk to the other individual. And they don't have insurance. Ah, that dreaded incident. Uh, so one interesting fact. It is mandatory for all vehicles on the road to carry, at a minimum, liability insurance, right? It's against the law. Guess what? There's still 17% of the population that drives without insurance. They're breaking the law. Breaking the law. 17%. Okay, so the chances that you could get in an accident with somebody who doesn't carry insurance is a little less than one in five. And and is that like a nationwide stat or is that like here in San Diego? Because I'd imagine it might be more here as we get closer to the border. You know, you're absolutely right. Uh, and I don't know for sure if that's a national statistic or local, but we can look that up and, and right, get right. some of that information. That's just something that I read in an article once. All right. So there's all these people out there who are not insured. If you have comprehensive and collision coverage, your vehicle will be covered under that collision coverage. Okay, so your vehicle will get fixed, replaced, whatever it is, as long as you're carrying that additional um, that additional coverage. As far as your injuries, if you are injured, bodily injury, uh, you must carry uninsured or underinsured motorist protection. All right. By the way, I looked up the stat on the uh, the Google here. Thirteen point eight percent across the U.S. Thirteen point eight percent across the U.S. Right. So that's across the U.S. So I'd imagine it's going to be bigger here. It's a All little right. bit higher here. So keep going. So so they don't have, or they either don't have insurance, or they're underinsured, or they're underinsured. Yeah. So if your uh, medical bills come out to be, let's say. 60,000 and they only carry 50,000 per person. If you carry underinsured motorist coverage, your insurance will cover the other amount. Wow. The remaining 10,000. But if you but is that something that you add on to your policy or is that already built into your policy? Most policies will include that coverage. Uh, in California, you actually have to sign a waiver saying that you understand that you have rejected uninsured or underinsured motorist coverage. So you're you're basically you have to opt out of it, otherwise it's built in. Correct. And is it a huge premium difference? Not huge. Um, I would say on average ten to fifteen percent. All right. So it it it. I can see why somebody, you know, 10 to 15%. 
I mean, Geico built its marketing strategy on 15%. That's true. So, you know, I, I can imagine why it makes a difference, but understanding and educating the client on what it is and why you should have it should be a different, you know, conversation. Right. So that's one of the things that we do at our agency that's different from the Geico's and such of the world. Uh, we talked about this in a previous episode where we're here to solve people's problems. And oftentimes it's problems that they don't know that, that they have. It's risks that they're getting themselves exposed to that they don't understand, you know, how much the risk they're actually in. Um, especially when we're talking about people here who are homeowners in San Diego and they're running around on state minimum coverages. They're mm. risking their homes and they don't understand that. They don't know that. So um, that's the problem that we're solving is making sure that these people are educated. So if they're rejecting those uninsured or underinsured motorist coverages, they understand what they're rejecting and why. All right. And uh, speaking of rejecting, um, one of the common things I always hear about with uh, with students and getting policies and their parents adding policies, um, what's an excluded driver? Excluded driver means that they are a household member, meaning that they live in the household and they have regular access to the vehicles on the policy, but the policy in question will not pay on any claim if that excluded driver was operating the vehicle on the policy. So if that person is a consistent driver of the car, they should you, not be excluded. Right. Why would somebody exclude a driver anyways? I mean, why? I mean, uh, the only time I really heard it is because they want to lower their premium. But it could be something as simple as lowering their premium. Uh, it could be something in our agency. One of the things that we notice is uh, when a registered owner of a vehicle is not a household member. So if mom and dad bought you a car out of high school and you never changed the vehicle registration, so it's still registered under mom and dad's name, but you have long since moved out and you're on your own and you live in your own apartment, you know, maybe in the same city, maybe not. The fact that mom and dad are still the registered owners of your vehicle gives them an insurable interest. And because they have an insurable interest, they either need to be included as drivers or excluded as drivers. But listed on the policy. But listed on the policy. Okay. That totally makes sense. All right. And so uh, ultimately, I mean, I guess that's that's why we chose the difference between you know, having a broker, using a broker versus going to like a Geico. So I think we, we mentioned this already, but um, a good point to emphasize. I mean, when you go to an insurance broker, you're you're basically going to pay somebody for their knowledge. Right. They're going to educate you on the field. Correct. Right. Um, or I can go to Geico and just click on the buttons and get my get my stuff down. Right. So what do I mean, what do we do at, uh, at Pipeline? How do we what what is our. I mean, why, what do we teach our agents to do? Why, do we, why have we built our agency as big as we have? Well, one of the big things that we want them to do is to make sure that they understand that we are educators and not just order takers. We want to make sure that they understand that we are here to teach them and make sure that we provide the right kind of coverage that fits their needs. Uh, one of our big goals is to make sure that anything that they purchase actually fits their lifestyle okay and actually 
protects them from you know all the risks that are out there and so if they are purchasing a policy from somebody and they don't know what they're purchasing they could be exposing themselves to risks that they're not aware of so long story short when you go to a broker you're going to a professional so the reason why you get a real estate agent to help you buy and sell your house is because they know what they're doing same thing with a real with a insurance agent you go to them because they know that industry and they're gonna help you make the best decision for you how, how do you know um, kind of put you on the spot here how do you know whether your brokers a a good broker or um, just kind of trying to make a buck that is a really good question I think I think your broker is going to take the time to get to know you and your situation if they are rushing to get you out of their office so that they can move on to the next client they probably are not doing what's in your best interest uh, I would also say shop brokers shop brokers make sure that you get the same answers from each one and find the one that you like best the one that you get along with the one that uh, yeah the one that you're, has a conversation with you I think you're you're trusting them you're trusting them to have your best interests at heart and so you know pick somebody that you trust all right uh, let's see so I figured we'd end this with the uh, what ended up happening with uh, the car that got crashed well so dad filed the claim fixed I mean dad, fixed. dad filed the claim did it get fixed or did it get told no, 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 no. It actually got fixed. Oh, dude. It that actually one got, got fixed. fixed. Yep. All right. And uh, it was a brand new car. It was like eight months old. <laughs> and did uh, did Jeremy and Danny ever tell us actually what happened? Years and years later, we found out the truth. It, 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 actually, I, I think it was only like four or five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> four or five years ago. So a decade and a half almost. Almost 15 years later, they finally uh, told us. Goodness. I mean... They didn't tell us anything we already didn't know. Right. They just confirmed. Yeah. So they were like racing. Yep. And they hit a car or they hit a truck they or something. They hit a truck. It was a like semi. Like a semi, right? Yep. <laughs> oh. Yep. Yep. Semi didn't feel a thing. Semi didn't feel a thing. Yep. You know what? I mean, this kind of brings us uh, to a close here, but also, you know, in a, in a cautious, you know, be careful when you're young you take some ridiculous risks without thinking about the consequences right i mean they could have literally died that night yep they could have killed somebody you know luckily it was just the vehicle but i mean you're driving a lethal weapon yeah and you know you got to really be careful out there we we talked about this uh topic today and it was mostly on the the money related aspect of it and how it affects us financially but i mean the fact that you're able to wake up the next day and deal with the money problems is like a blessing on itself. That's right? very true. All right, so drive safe out there, and we're going to plug Pipeline Insurance one more time. So if you have any questions on, on insurance uh, on your particular policy, you want to get it reviewed, or you want a second opinion, feel free to uh, hit us up. And you can follow us at uh, on Facebook at CSFirst. Um, you can go to our website, www.csfirst.com, 
follow us on Twitter at Trades on the Road. And uh, that's it for today. Peace. And I'm out. Bye-bye.